Good morning and welcome to Diverse City Facebook Live broadcast. I am Pastor Virginia and I am here to kick off our Sunday morning worship service. If you can open up your Bibles with me, I'll be reading from Psalm 9 verses 1 and 2. And it says, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all of my heart. I will tell all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. I want you to stand to your feet as we begin to praise the Lord for yet another day. For the breath in our bodies, we just celebrated Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? What has the Lord done? He is amazing and worthy of all of the honor and the praise. So as you're standing to your feet, let's just begin to sing on his praises. Lord God, you are worthy. Lord God, you are awesome. Lord God, fill this place. I pray that your glory would just begin to change the atmosphere, Father. I pray you would reach all of my brothers and sisters right now, right where they are, Lord God. I pray that you would begin to break things off of us. I begin. I pray you would begin to, to inhabit the praises of your people, Lord God, that there is no room that is too small, Lord God, that there is no circumstance that is too wide, Lord God, that you would just begin to change everyone's perspectives. Prepare our hearts, Father God, for the word that you have. Uh, given Pastor James. I pray that you would touch and anoint our singers as they begin to prepare for praise and worship, Lord God. I pray, Lord, for each and every person that will see and hear this message. Lord God, as we lift up our hands, we just sing hallelujah because you are worthy, dear Lord. You are worthy of all the honor and the praise. And as the word proclaims, we will sing hallelujah and we will say thank you for every single thing in the name of Jesus. As the praise team comes, diversity, stand to your feet and give the Lord a hand. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray.
and welcome to Diverse City Church, the perfect church for imperfect people. I'd like to welcome our Diverse City partners, first-time guests, and those joining us online. Please don't forget to like, share, and ask many questions. We are so honored that you picked us for your worship experience this morning. Well, at Diversity, we believe that no matter your background, color of your skin, what you have been through in the past, or your current location, whether you're watching me from the comfort of your own home, on your couch, in your car, wherever you're at, it doesn't matter because we have all gathered together to give who God the glory, honor, the praise for he deserves it. Amen. Amen. At this time, I'd like to make you aware of some very important announcements. We are so glad that you've had a wonderful Thanksgiving week. We pray that you spent time with family. We pray that you ate lots of turkey and just had a wonderful time being thankful to God for what he has done this year for you. We're going to start this week off with the kids on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. I want to see all my kids ready to just dive into the word, ready to come onto Zoom, ready to just um, bring your sleep buddy, bring a toy for show and tell, ready to study the word of God. Kids, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Wednesday, I am calling my salt ministry. All of my seniors, I want to see you on Wednesday for prayer. Come on, we're going to have a wonderful time praying, doing Bible study, and just studying the word of God, hearing what God has for our senior ministry. Then AYM is going to meet Wednesday night, 7 p.m. More, more details will come out online, but I want to see all our youth Wednesday night, 7 p.m. via Zoom for your Bible study. Then we're going to be right back here Thursday with the prayer call. You can join us via live, Facebook Live or Zoom. Send in your prayer requests. Please send in your praise reports. God is moving. He is opening up doors. Favor has been raining upon our families. And we've been praying. And our prayer team is ready to stand in the gap for you. So I want to see you Thursday night, 7 p.m. Then we're going to be right back here on Sunday morning for our virtual service. 10.30 a.m. I want you to be ready. Throw up some hearts, some lights. Get involved. Participate. Let's hear what God is saying to us through Pastor James. He's got a powerful word for us. And I'm ready. So let's prepare our hearts now to do the next part of service where we give of our, of our substance of what God has blessed us. So let's get ready to give. And I will talk to you later. This has been a blessed week. Back to you. Good morning, Diverse City Church. This is Pastor James. I am outside today enjoying this great weather. It is still November and I am not wearing my long johns. Now, if you look at pictures from last year, it was snowing around this time. So I am a happy camper. Beyond that, we are in my favorite season of the year. Uh, for most of us, we've had an honor to see some of our family members during the time of Thanksgiving. For others, we stayed at home. But for all of us, I pray that this week, it was a time of reflection, that it was a time of appreciation, that there was a time 
of gratitude and a time of thanksgiving. The scripture tells us in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, that it's more blessed to give than receive. So as we get ready to prepare our gifts today, as we return our tithe back to God based on his faithfulness, and we bring forth an offering because of how great and mighty he is, that together as one body, that we can sow a seed today just to say thank you. Thank God I'm not where I used to be. Thank God that you still hold my future. Thank God that you're able to give us wisdom, guidance, and direction in our present day. So as you can see on the screen, it's easy for you to be able to take part in this opportunity. You can text DIVERSE to 73256. Again, that is DIVERSE to 73256. You can also go to our website at diversity.church or you're able to mail in your gifts to 3201 Itasca Street. So I would just like to say thank you in advance um, to our faithful members, partners, and guests for all that you have been able to do this year, for your diligence, for your faithfulness in this season. And I believe as we sow that when our seed comes back, that the harvest is greater. And I pray that it'll be manifested in this season during Christmas, before Christmas, and even after Christmas, that we come to produce more fruit in this season to be a blessing to our city, to be a blessing to our community, and to be a blessing to the family. So at this time, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Then we're going to transition back into worship. And we have an awesome word prepared for you. Juicy fruit, part number nine. I pray that you are enjoying it. Let's go. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this wonderful day. Lord, we thank you for our wonderful partners that in this moment that we're going to honor you with our substance. We're going to honor you with the first fruits of our increase, that we're able to sow our tithes and our offering because you have been good to us. Lord, we thank you for your protection. We thank you for your provision. And we thank you that your plan and your purpose is alive and well in us today. Lord, bless every seed that is given here. Bless every sower that has given here. And Lord, we thank you for wisdom and direction on how to apply it to cover the office and the business of the church and also to help our people in our city and our community. We thank you, Lord, for you are great and you are greatly to be praised. So we honor you today and worship you with our gifts. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's get back to worship.
All right, thank you, thank you, praise and worship team for setting the atmosphere, getting us ready to roll for today. Uh, I have the pleasure to be before you. Uh, I have the Thanksgiving, the post-Thanksgiving message, the, uh, the post-Thanksgiving sermon. Um, and it's always interesting, post-Thanksgiving, just like any meal, if you've ever been to any kind of like meeting or uh, any kind of conference or whatever. Anytime after lunch, people are usually tired. So I hope that you all are woken up this morning. You've got your coffee. Uh, you got some food in you. Maybe you had some turkey and some eggs that, uh, from, that was left over. Anybody have any leftover turkey? I don't know what we, we probably do. Um, anyway, I hope that uh, you are alive and well and ready to roll this morning. I promise I won't be before you too long, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll leave it up to the Lord and, and allow him to to run with uh, what's about to be spoken today. Um, before we get going, um, I want to give a quick announcement. Um, as you may have seen uh, the last few days on Facebook, Pastor James uh, talked about uh, Pastor Aldine, uh, Pastor Virginia and myself taking the exhorters exam and being able to uh, to pass with flying colors and um, and all went well with that exam. So congratulations to Pastor Aldine and uh, Virginia, my wife, Pastor Virginia, as you call her. Uh, a lot of studying and a lot of time went into that whole process and went back years and years with cams and everything else going on. And then uh, all culminating to this event and are very proud uh, to say that we studied and we, and we passed. So thank you, uh, Bishop Tommy Powell and everybody at the state office who helped uh, accommodate and facilitate that whole process and being understanding of our individual needs and uh, welcoming us in. It's been a long journey, like I said, and we look forward to what's about to come from here. I know God has a lot of things in store for us, um, not only a diverse city, but just in this community uh, in the state and region. So I pray that we can sincerely use our gifts all of us, um, to help grow the kingdom of God. That's what it's all about. So <clears throat> that was a, uh, a long week. We had a long week. Um, starting back, uh, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of, a lot of <laughs> trials and tribulations come down the pipe. Um, you know, we uh, not only just was studying for the exam, uh, the, the kids went to all virtual learning. So we have four children and the three of them were going to school with Virginia and their school district, like many other school districts around the city and the country for that matter, decided to go on 100% virtual um, because of COVID stuff, obviously. Uh, so uh, Olivia was already doing virtual learning, but uh, all four of them now had to be at home. The school shut down um, for, for COVID reasons. So this past week, trying to accommodate four kids in the house from almost an almost two-year-old to a seventh grader, 12-year-old, was not easy. So shout out and kudos to you who do it all the time and, and full time because it was no joke. It was no joke. And, and if, if y'all know me, you know that I love my family, my children, my children dearly. 
I really do. And I love family time. But it was stressful and it was not easy. Um, but we made it through uh, and uh, we're still alive and well. Um, but anyway, that studying for the exam, uh, studying and preparing for this message had me a little worked up. And I had to really, really, really practice what I'm about to preach today um, because it was a doozy. It, I, it really was, you know. So I've got my coffee here. You'll see me sip on it occasionally. And I just wanted to set a little different, at, different atmosphere today. That's why I'm sitting down. Um, so kind of like a, a, a preaching teaching session here today. And so I hope you, uh, that you pull up... Um, Sit on your couch, your desk table, wherever you're at, and just uh, ride with me for the next few moments that we're together. Um, so if you are uh, at home and you have your Bible available, let's go ahead and start out with uh, the, uh, the Juicy Fruit series key verse. And that is from Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Uh, in 23, it reads, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such. There is no law. We should be very familiar with that passage by now. This is week nine of the Juicy Fruit series. So today, what are we talking about? If you've been wondering, if you've been keeping up, you've been trying to keep track. So we haven't necessarily been going in order. Today, we're talking about Peace. Peace. We're talking about peace. If you can see the graphic, uh, you'll look at it and you'll it's it's meant to be kind of humorous and kind of funny and trying to figure out, Okay, I have peace. But you have this lady yelling at this guy. How is that peaceful? Well, keep that graphic in mind because we're going to we're going to follow through. uh, We're going to explain exactly what that means. Peace is a uh, it's 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 a very. Uh, uh, simple word. Um, some for some, it's easy to to understand what exactly peace is. You've heard many sermons and teachings about it. Um, I was fairly excited to to, to preach uh, on peace. It's one of the fruits of the spirit, mainly because what uh, what it has been for me throughout my walk uh, in the latter years, and. You know, if you look at this picture, you'll see, you know, this lady yelling at this guy. And some of us, we look at it, and this is how we visualize, you know, peace. We visualize and picture, like, in a chaotic world. You know, we just put on some headphones, and we just kind of ignore what's going on. You know, everything that is happening around us, in us, we just kind of band-aid the situation and just move on and move past it like it doesn't even exist. So... I'm going to answer a couple of questions and a couple of the first question is, why don't you have it? So remember that picture. We're going to I'm going to explain that. We're going to keep thinking about that through as we go on. But the first question is, why don't you have it? One of those uh, one of those reasons may be family, maybe, you know, kids, husband, your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriend, in-laws. It could be work. Could be sickness. Money or bills, bills, bills and more bills could be any one of those things. Could be any one of those things as to why you don't have peace. Okay, we could come up with a a million 
things to add on this list as to why you don't have peace. Which brings us to our key verse. Our key verse today comes from Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And it reads, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God, excuse me. The peace of God. I want you to, to, to think about that phrase. It's the peace of God because it's not yours. It's simply not yours. It says, and the peace of God. So what you're praying for in the natural comes from a supernatural place. You have to understand that the, uh, we ask for peace a lot of times. Many of us, we're going through whatever situation and we're asking fervently, we're praying fervently for peace. Like, God, please bring peace to the situation. God, restore my peace. God, how can I have peace about that or this? We have to understand that it is, it's the peace of God that the scripture says. Being of something means that it's a part of something. You see, it means that it, it's, it's, it's a, a, about not only something that you can possess or do on this side or outside, but you have to be in it, among it, and it's a part of God. So the peace comes from God. So what you're praying for in the natural comes from a supernatural place. And then you move on to the next part of the scripture. And it says, uh, excuse me, let me back up here real quick. And it says, which transcends all understanding. Which transcends all understanding. See, when you accept God's peace, he literally changes your perspective on current situations. When you accept God's peace, he, he changes your perspective on current situations. And it cannot happen. It will not happen on your own accord. See, it's like when you, when you think when you're involved in something, you're right in the middle of it. You're right in the middle of it and you're trying to figure out how, how am I supposed to, to look objectively at this thing? How am I supposed to like move past this? I'm, I'm asking God for peace and you know, and I see the obvious in front of me. I see this. And how am I supposed to get that? And that's why it says it transcends, which means that he literally will take your mind and he'll, he will change how you think to where you can be able to be of God in that moment and to where it just doesn't make any sense. People looking on the outside, people looking... Um, uh, to the left and right, it, it, won't, it won't make any sense as to why you're peaceful in the situation you're going through. You should be stressed out. You should be just, just full of just uh, confusion and everything else could be going on. I'm going to tell you real quick, as I was preparing for this sermon, um, so Pastor James and I, we, not only is he my pastor, but he's my good friend. So we, we, we talk quite frequently. We uh, excuse me, frequently and quite and, and often. And as I told you before I started that the week was kind of, uh, it was stressful. And I think I handle stress pretty well. I think I, I do a pretty decent job of, of navigating stressful situations and understanding where peace comes from. 
and then I, and how I can ground myself. But it got to a point where I just, I text Pastor James if I can be transparent. And I just said, hey, I need you to pray for me as I'm preparing for this message because it's hard for me to focus. And being the good friend and pastor as he is, he immediately responded and says, of course, man, I'm praying for you. And um, it was like uh, I had all this stuff going on in my head and everything else going on. Uh, and I was just like, you know what, God, I just have to like rest on your word and know that all this stuff going on in my house and outside that's in and out of my control. I have to be in peace. I have to be in peace. And John 15 and seven says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. And I think that's like what I'm trying to uh, trying to get you to understand today. Is it's us abiding in God, us being closer to him. And when we abide in him, he abides with us, as the scripture says. And if we want the things of God, if we want the peace of God, we have to abide in him. It's not going to come from anywhere else. It's not going to come from us simply by just thinking about it and asking about it. It's got to come from us literally abiding in him. That means spending time with him, giving him thanks and praise when, it doesn't, when, you don't, when the world doesn't think uh, you should or doesn't make any sense otherwise. You give God thanks and praise for what you have, for what, the things that you don't have, and you, and you sit and abide in his presence and you, you uh, will understand the peace of God. Uh, so Philippians 4, 7, continuing that verse, it says, the last part says, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This coffee is delicious. Shout out to Starbucks. Anyway, uh, this means that you have the ability to maintain sanity while you're going through. Chaos and kind of goes with like craziness and it's so easy to get lost in the hustle and bustle and confusion and the stress uh, when you don't have peace and we're not abiding in peace when you're not being able to like just level yourself and grind yourself and it's like well how do I fight against all these things happening that are making me stressful making me just go wacky and crazy well the scripture says that it will guard your hearts and your minds Guard your heart and your minds. And that's where it happens. That's, that's your baseline. That's where this, the, the attack comes in. So it means that he, he will guard your mind to where you, be, you will maintain your sanity. You don't have to be crazy. You can just have a, what the world would call a woosah moment. Just inhale and exhale. Maybe some of you need to do that right now. Just literally inhale and exhale. And it'll be all right. I tell my kids a lot of that, that sometimes. Just Relax. Just relax. <laughs> it's funny to like think about what uh, stresses a kid out. So I have, I always talk with my kids, so y'all know I have four of them. So the emotions go from a, a wide spectrum, from a, what's uh, important to a two-year-old to a 12-year-old and uh, two boys, two girls. So it's all over the place. One's in puberty and early stages and hormones are all wacky and 
the other one thinks that uh, he's a daredevil and can do any and everything that he wants. And the other one is just, man, they're all over the place. So, you know, just dealing with all that. And I get to see, like, what is important to a seven-year-old? What's important to a 12-year-old? It's like, why are you so worried about not being able to go outside and play with your football? Or, or why are you so worried about your crayon that broke or, or, or whatever it is? Or why are you crying because you can't stick the fork in the outlet? <laughs> These things that, we just, they, that are so important to them. And they get so worked up and stressed out about it. And I just tell them, just, hey, just, just calm down and relax. It's okay. Just be in peace about it. And I explain to them what's important. And I kind of got to put myself, bring myself back to when I was that age and realize that if it wasn't for bills, ki- kids, and work, and everything else, then yes, that would be just as important to me. And I get it and I understand it. So I try not to be too hard on them. I love you, kids. You know that. They're listening right now, sitting right next to me. So anyway... Well, guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. This is what it doesn't mean, okay? It's what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that everything is solved. It doesn't mean that everything is complete. Uh, Nor does it mean that you'll never have any issues. You're like, well, wait a minute. I thought we were talking about peace. Shouldn't, like, if I abide in God and I abide in, in peace, shouldn't that mean that, like, the bill should be paid. It means that as soon as I am able to acquire peace, and I understand that I have it. Shouldn't that mean that um, that now uh, the phone should ring and I should be I should get that job? Not necessarily. But here's what it does mean. It means that there is a solution. OK, it means that there is a solution while your situation is in maybe incomplete. Understand that you serve a complete God who is completely in control. I'll say that again. You serve a complete God who is completely in control. Okay? So, from a worldly perspective, while something is run amok and incomplete, and you should be going to this person, going to that person, taking out this title loan, uh, going into debt for that, uh, lying and cheating about this to get that, um, no, you say, Lord, I will abide in you. I will understand that it is the peace of you, the peace of God that will surpass my fleshly understanding to where I can re- I can literally sit in your lap, in your hands, and I can relax. Knowing that even though I cannot see the end, I cannot see the end of the sentence or the other side of the equation, I know that you are completely in control. You're completely in control of the situation when it's out of control in my perspective. I want you to really get that today. If anything else, I really want you to understand that it's not about the things that you control. It's not. It's not going to always be finished and complete. Okay, and we understand that the race isn't given to the swift. It's for those who will endure to the end. And, and, and I'm so glad that Pastor James preached a two-part message on patience because patience and, and the peace, in my opinion, go hand in hand. You have to, you have to uh, accommodate a little bit or if not a lot of patience to have peace about it. You have to be willing to sit and wait if God is saying 
is God, if God is calling for you to sit and wait, you have to be willing to understand that um, your situation may just be out of control. It may, it, it may seem like you need to be running and doing every other thing to, to fix it right now. But God is saying, I need you just to relax and sit and abide in me in the moment and trust me that I will take care of it for you on your behalf. Because you don't have to get it. You don't have to get it. You don't have to get it to understand it. Only understand that God is the author and he has written a perfect book. A lot of times we don't want to do things because we just simply don't grasp it. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, um, I don't know if I'm type A, but I'm definitely what, what you would consider maybe, I don't know, what, my wife likes to puff me up in my head and she likes to say that I'm an alpha male. Thanks, Virginia. Um, but I, I like to be in control like, like most guys are. We like to be in control. Like, you know, I just read the book Kingdom Man. Thank you, Bishop. Uh, Charles Bishop uh, for taking us through the study. We're still going through it. But I finished the book a while ago and I'm rereading some chapters and so many good takeaways from there. And um, a lot of it is, is like in order for us to like get something and like really for it to like take root in us, we have to feel like we have to be in control of it and we have to understand it. Like, okay, as soon as I understand that two plus two equals four, definitely, exactly, cool. Okay, it's a breeze, and now I can move on to the next step. And God is saying that sometimes you, it won't make sense. You, you don't have to understand. But what you got to understand is that you serve a perfect God. You're trusting a perfect God who's written a perfect book, and the answers are there in the scriptures for us. Your peace won't make sense based on your current situation, but that's the gift of peace, which is given by way of fruit, the juicy fruit, the juicy fruit of peace that passes all understanding. And I'm here to tell you today that you can have it. If you look at this picture, the graphic, yes, that is me. Um, shout out to um, Annette. This isn't the mug, but the mug that uh, she so kindly uh, got, got us. That is me. I believe I'm actually studying, preparing for this <laughs> today's message. And that is my youngest daughter, daughter, Charlotte. She was literally playing and she was trying to, she was like, if any of you have like kids who run around, they're always like buying for your attention. They're always like, it's always a struggle. Anytime I try to find a quiet place and something where I can get something done, there's always a child who needs something. But I love it. I really do. Um, so anyway, she was messing with me and eventually she climbed up on me because I'm a jungle gym. She climbed up on my shoulders and I'm trying to this is a little bit after I, I think I text Pastor James, too, about, you know, being a little worked up. <laughs> and then here comes Charlotte. And she's climbing all over me, and she gets on me, and I'm trying to uh, be good, good daddy and let her climb on me and play with me. And then I was like, you know what, Lord, thank you, Holy Spirit. I said, I'm going to use this opportunity. So I took a, I took a, a selfie in the moment and, and tried to figure out how I'm going to work this in my, into the message. But the whole point is that as I'm trying to study, as I'm trying to be focused on what God is trying to have me deliver, my daughter is doing all this stuff. She's climbing on me. She unplugged the computer, maybe with her foot. And I was like, you know what, God, thank you. Thank you that my family is here. Thank you that um, amongst all this stuff going on, you're still in control. So 
to the point is you may have a lot of things going on. You may have all this stuff happening around you, but just know that you can have it because you can abide in Jesus Christ and you can have the peace that is of God. And you say, well, you know, you don't know my personal situation. You don't know what I'm going through. I mean, what about my anxiety? I'm anxious all the time. I may, I may have been prescribed with anxiety. I deal with it literally. It's real. Well, 1 Peter 5 and 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That's real. A lot of times we go through these scriptures and we think they're just so cliche and we don't really trust in them or put any merit in them anymore because we heard them a million times. But the scriptures are infallible, which means they're, 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 they're perfect. They're without fail. It means that, that what it says is true. And it says, cast your anxiety on him. That means give it to him. Tell it to him. He already knows it, but you, you proclaim it with your, with your lips and you say, Lord, I'm dealing with this. I, I, it's out of my control. Holy Spirit, who, who is the, the, our intercessor, Holy Spirit, I, gotta, I need you to, to take control of this situation because I, I can't do it anymore on my own. You know my level of anxiety always gets me nowhere. It, 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 it puts me in a place where I can no longer function. It puts me into a place where I'm no longer productive. So he's saying, cast it on me and I'll take care of you. He said, what about my fear? I'm afraid. I'm afraid of this or that. I'm afraid of life in general. I'm afraid to step out. I'm afraid of being hurt again. I'm afraid of going through something else again. Well, in Isaiah 41, 10, it says, do, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand, my righteous right hand. Do not fear. I know fear is the one thing that cripples not just, uh, not just the saints, but it cripples the sinners. It cripples everybody. Fear is one of those things where we know as Christians, as we study the word, that uh, it's, uh, it's not given. God did not give the spirit of fear. He gave us power. He gave us love and he gave us a sound mind. He gave us the ability to, to stand in the face of fear and be peaceful because the peace is of God. Okay, and I want you to really understand that for those of you who get crippled and get just uh, beside yourself with fear, fear of whatever, fear of doing something, um, stepping out on faith, uh, or whatever it is, know that God didn't give you that. God didn't give you that, but what he gave you was the ability to possess peace. And even though it doesn't make sense, even though you may not get it, understand that if you abide in him, and rest, he will give you that restful peace. You say, man, but I, what about my doubt? I doubt. I, I, I just don't know. In James 1 verse 6, it says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Now, this is pretty big. Because with belief, Oftentimes comes doubt. How many of us have ever asked for something um, or expected something or about to do something and in the back of your mind, you always have the caveat, well, you know, if it doesn't work out, oh, well, you know, or, uh, you know, you have that. Uh, what am I trying to say that? Um, of course, of course, kind of attitude you know, or figures, yeah, that figures kind of attitude. You know, if something doesn't go your way, yeah, that figures. You know, 
Some of us are like that. Huh? If you're by yourself and you're raising your hand, I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe it's not. I don't know. You know, in, uh, in the comments, maybe you can put, yeah, that's me. But, you know, maybe you're not going to be that transparent. I don't know. I'm not calling anybody out. But a lot of us deal with that. And it's real. We deal with doubt. We deal with doubt, doubting what the word says, is doubting ourselves, doubting what God has put into us and given to us, doubting our calling. Whatever it is, we deal with doubt. And it, be, it can become so cancerous because we can start to rebuke the very things that God has given, in, given to us personally. And that's why James 1 says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Don't be like the wind. Don't be like the, the waves of the sea blowing and tossing the wind. Doubt can be just so destructive. Just understand that God has, has given you the tools and equipped us with so many more things to deal with that doubt. Mm. It's good coffee. It's getting kind of cold. So uh, we got to call the name of Jesus. Call the name of Jesus and know that he hears our cries. He hears our cries. I know we, we, there's songs about that and there's many things that we've heard over the years. And, you know, some of these things that we just we just tend not to believe over time. But it doesn't make it any less true, saints. You call the name of Jesus and I pray. I, 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 I promise you that God hears your call. I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Um. Andy, my oldest son, he's seven. Uh, I forget exactly what he was asking for. Virginia will remind me um, later. But he was asking something um, all day. He was at school. This is before we had to go into quarantine or whatever. He was asking me, he was asking Virginia a question about, I think it was, oh, it was about riding bikes. He wanted to go ride a bike, ride our bikes after school. And he had asked Virginia in the morning. I went to work and he went. Uh, uh, they go to the same schools Virginia works at. So Virginia saw him during the day. He asked her again. Hey, when I get home, are we going to ride bikes with daddy? And uh, she's like, yes, yes, yes. So then uh, I make it a routine. Every time I get off work, I always call her. So, hey, babe, I'm coming home on my way home. And. Uh, she was like, a lot of times when the kids are in the car, she'll put them on speakerphone, be like, hey, daddy's on the way home, and I'll get a chance to talk to him. So, <laughs> Virginia was like, Andy wants to ask you a question. And I said, okay. So, I was on speakerphone, and he was like, daddy, um, when I get off, when you get home, can we ride our bikes? And at first, like, the dad of me wanted to say, boy, I answered that question for you or your mother answered that question for you this morning during the day. And I know she answered it for you again. Um, but then something in that moment literally just stopped me and and told me to oblige my son and answer him. And I said, yes, son. Yes. When we get home, we will ride our bikes. We will go outside and do whatever. We'll throw the ball. And he said, yay. And Charlotte said, yay. And Ryan said, yay. And, uh, like, man, what is the point of that weird long story? Well, as I began to ponder on that, not a little time after that, I said, you know, <clears throat> there's something, uh, as parents, we, we tell our kids things, and there's a certain, uh, 
I, I don't know what it is. Uh, there are certain things that, that the mother provides to the kids, the, the nurturing aspects, and there are certain things that the father provides to the kids um, that are inherent and that are directly of God, if you understand the order and um, how things are to operate in the home. And I'll tell you that there's something about hearing a word from your father. There's something about hearing a word from your dad. Not that it means anything less coming from mom, but I would take it to another aspect, to a spiritual aspect. When you hear, when you are called, when you have called and called and called on the, on, on the name of, of this outlet and that outlet and that outlet, and you finally call the name of your Lord and Jesus, And you hear from your father. There's something powerful about hearing a word from your father that validates, that penetrates, that goes beyond any other word that has ever been given. There's something powerful, there's something to be said about a word given from the father. And if anything that you get from today or last week or next week, I want you to understand that when you, as a child of God, call on the name of your father, and when you hear the word from your father and you're obedient and sensitive enough to understand what his voice sounds like. When you hear the words in the voice of your father, there is something that changes inside. Saints, in the meantime, I want you to understand this, that life isn't necessarily about there's a there's a quote by Cheryl. Uh, Sherilyn Kenyon, it says, life isn't necessarily about finding shelter in the storm. It's about learning how to dance in the rain. We've probably heard that quoted in different ways or whatever. But it's, it goes beyond that. It, it, as Christians, we know that God is our shelter. And that shelter is given by way of peace. Allow God to, to move on your behalf and speak peace in your storm. Peace in your storm. We are very familiar with the passage when Jesus was with the disciples. Um, and I'm not going to preach that sermon. But the words from Jesus when he spoke to the storm in the situation and told it to be still. And I want you to know that today that... Uh, Your shelter is not going to come by way of you trying to figure it out and in, in running in three million directions. You won't add a single moment to your day or to your life by worrying about anything. You won't add a single uh, extra bonus point or a star or you don't get any extra bonus life in like a video game if you... If you worry and are anxious about it. And I know that's like, that's like contrary to like a lot of us. It's like, well, you know, I gotta, I gotta be doing something. I gotta be moving. I gotta be doing this or that. And a lot, a lot of times that's where we get in trouble. It's because we're trying to focus on so many other things besides what the scripture tells us. Find your peace by abiding 
in God and knowing that the peace is of God. The peace is of God. It's not going to come from you grinding and working so hard to force this thing. We try to force a square peg into a round hole, thinking that it's it's an area that should fit. God, I'm trying to find purpose in life. I'm trying to find this and that. I'm trying to trying to find meaning to this situation. In the meantime, my 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 blood pressure is going up. I'm running around and, and I I'm I'm just running around like a chicken with his head cut off. And and all the while, God is wanting for you to abide in Him, because the peace that you're looking for is is right there in him so if we learn saints to abide in our heavenly father today knowing that he will give you the peace that you already have it you already have it if you just learn to be with God on a daily basis there's so much more we could go into and I just but I just want to stop here and I want you to really think and I want you to really think about how much you abide on a daily basis how much time are we spending with God how much time are we, are we spending focusing on other things and the actual problems of life? How many times has, has something come up suddenly and the first thing we do is complain about it or stress about it or get on Facebook and, and we, we blog and vlog about it, we type about it? How many times has our first instinct been to just to stop and take a Selah moment and abide in Christ saying Father this is out of my control so Father I pray right now Father before I say a single other word Lord God pertaining to this message Father I just thank you Holy Spirit I just thank you Lord God for the moment in time that we have to be together Father and I pray right now Lord God for the person who is frustrated over a situation, confused over a situation. Father, I pray that we learn right now, Lord God, what it means to abide in you and you will abide in us, Lord. That the peace that we search for, God, does not come from us trying to figure out A to Z, Father, but understanding that you are the alphabet. Father, you are the one who created and spoke it into existence, Father. You breathed the breath of life into us, Jesus. So, Father, I pray, Lord, as we, as I abide in you, God, Lord, that you will restore peace because the peace is of God. It's you, God, that we seek. It's you, God, that we need. Father, it's not necessarily the bill, the money to pay the bill, Father, or the person to fulfill us in the relationship. Father, it's you that we seek, knowing that you will provide the answer, God's So today, Father, I pray, Lord, that as we just celebrated Thanksgiving, I pray that we're forever thankful, Lord God, for the peace that we have because we abide in you. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for the word that went out today. I thank you, Lord God, for those who are able to partake and listen and participate. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.